This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. This is the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast with Andy Hill, session number 23. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Thanks for being here today, everyone. Last week on the show, we interviewed Jocelyn Panita, who spoke to us about her success in earning $126,000 in college scholarships. If you're interested in learning Jocelyn's tips and tricks for success for the college-bound student in your life, she's hosting a free webinar that you can access through the link marriagekidsandmoney.com slash scholarship. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash scholarship. Okay, let's jump into this week's show. Over the past 22 episodes, very happy about that, 22, (laughs) we've reviewed a lot of ways that you, the listeners of this show, can win with money. We've discussed debt elimination, investment strategies, and ways to increase your income. And today, we're going to review a topic that's important to a lot of people out there. We're going to chat about how you can have a career that you truly love. According to Gallup in 2014, 1.3 billion, with a B, billion people in the world have a full-time job working for an employer. Those 1.3 billion people, and I'm one of them, work eight hours per day, five days per week, and at least 50 weeks per year. We give our lives to our careers. Some of us spend more time with our colleagues than our own families at times. Given this sacrifice, it is imperative that you enjoy what you do every day. You want to feel like you're making a difference. You want to feel like you're a part of something important, and you want to know that you're an integral figure in your company's success. To help us all feel like we're headed down the right path in our careers, I invited career coach extraordinaire Mo Fall to join us today. Mo is a former C-suite executive and author of multiple career-enhancing books and a nationwide speaker that focuses on how people can take their careers to the next level. On the show today, Mo and I discuss specific strategies you can use to enhance your career like improving your networking skills, having difficult discussions with your supervisor about promotions and raises, and overall, just finding a way to be truly happy at work every day. If you're one of those 1.3 billion people out there rocking the 9 to 5, like me, Mo's expert advice will help you start your work week off on a positive note. Okay, let's do this. Here's my chat with expert career coach, Mo Fall. Thanks for being here, Mo. How's it going? Hey, Andy. Good to be here. It's going really, really well. Excellent. Excellent. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and the uh, the type of uh, guidance you provide? Yeah. So I am a, a retired, and I'm too young to really use that word, but that's the <laughs> most descriptive word, uh, healthcare executive. And I spent my career moving up from a registered nurse all the way through the ranks of the highest levels in healthcare administration and corporations, ending my career 
at a publicly traded company as a chief operating officer. And I was hired in that role to grow a division of a company that was just acquired. And they said, you know, Mo, we'd like to be 10 times this size in five years. Okay. So uh, I spent three years quadrupling that organization, went from 50 million to 232. Wow. And that was five years after my breast cancer ordeal and had this little thing in the back of my mind that at some point I was going to do something more inspirational and motivational for people. And after spending three years growing that company, I decided the time was right for me to finally do what I loved. And and why I was able to grow that company, Andy, was because I know how to develop people. And I developed my own career pretty successfully, although I hit many obstacles and roadblocks slash lessons along the way. But I really loved developing my team members and having them be promotable and feeling more confident they could do more uh, be more independent with their decision-making. And so three years ago, almost to the day, I left corporate America to pursue career and leadership co- coaching. I became certified. And what I always say is that when I was a little girl, I was the neighborhood girl that taught kids how to ride bikes without training wheels. And that's pretty much still what I'm doing. So, I'm teaching people how to ride a bike without training wheels. That's that's excellent. So you have a uh, you have a passion in your life to help people, and the, and and as you were growing that business, you found that that was the best niche for you to uh, to help people out and, and and increase their career. That's great. That's excellent. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Most people are most people are underdeveloped because no one spent the time helping them learn how to get to the next level. Excellent. Well, can we talk about the, the typical type of person you're working with and, and what kind yeah. of type of situation they're in? Yeah, I would say most of the people I work with are women. Now, I do have some uh, male clients who I coach one-on-one, but I have a special workshop just for women. Um, and, and why is that? Because I find that from a social perspective, women have been socialized to kind of cow down to things and be people pleasing to a, to a fault actually. Um, and so there's, they're socialized and programmed to be this way. So I create a very vibrant dynamic setting for them to start popping out and being stronger and bolder. And so that's, uh, typically who I'm working with are women who are underemployed for who they are and the skills and education that they have. I have women with master's degrees who are basically glorified secretaries. Mm. And um, that's not all I work with. Um, I often actually work with women who are in very male-dominated sectors, mm-hmm. and they feel a little dominated by either male energy or just kind of a different way of looking at the world. I mean, there's no uh, secret that men tend to be linear and they're hunter-gatherers by nature, and women tend to be more matrix thinkers and relation-oriented and are nurturing and developing by nature. So honestly, in the corporate environment, we need both of those energies to be successful. And sometimes women have to pretend to be more male energy, and so they get depleted. They get depleted being in a certain way that's not really who they are at a deep level. So what I do, even when I work with men, I have people find who they are at a deep level and then express that in their work. And it, it, it always works. So what are those so, types of things that you're doing to uh, yeah. boost up the confidence of, right. of, 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 of one of your clients? Yeah, well, I actually call it bringing your soul to work. So if someone is underemployed, meaning that they have more education, expertise, and experience than they're really, than they're showing in their paycheck, 
it's more than likely because they are not fully expressing who they are at a deep level. I call it the soul. We all have an energy who is really who we are after you strip away our, our labels and our, our titles and our father, mother, daughter, sister, brother stuff. There's, a, there's an essence of our being. And when we get really lined up with who that is, we can be more confident. We can take risks. We can ask for things that we might want and need, like a promotion or a raise. Or we can go on interviews more confidently. We can brag about ourselves without feeling that we're being an arrogant, egotistical person. When we're lined up with that energy within ourselves of our essence and our authenticity, more can happen and we can do more because we are being more fully who we are. And that's really what I do. I help people bring that out in themselves. Yeah, that's interesting, that point you made about uh, you know building yourself up or, or talking about how great of a person you are. We're, we grow up trying to be humble and uh, you know having that as yes. part of our personality. But when you're in the right. interview or you're in the boardroom or where you need to yeah. you know, showcase yourself, right. it's, it's, it's almost you know, not a part of our nature to talk that it's way. It's well, not. Right. So, right. So what do we do to battle that? Well, when we know that we are uh, creative and honest and uh, dedicated to the to the cause, so to speak, when we know that that's who we are at a deep level, we then can come from that place rather than the place of I'm just saying this because I'm bragging about how smart I am. So what happens is that we have this, I call it the gremlins. We have these voices inside that shut us down. And they're messages that we've been told all our lives that are, you know, it's kind of funny to say it now because in the in the news now there's this whole thing of fake news. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost like we have that inside of ourselves. We have this gremlin who's telling us things that's not true. Right. It's just things that we were socialized to be. Or like you said, we were taught that that being humble is a high value and that conflicts with speaking up or talking about our accomplishments. So what typically wins is this idea of being humble. So then we shut our power down, we get frustrated and stressed out, and then we might even blurt out something when we're overly emotional, or we might never talk about things that we know, and then we see mistakes happening in the workplace, and then we say, they're just, they just don't know what they're doing. Those managers just don't know what they're doing. I can't believe how stupid they are. If only they'd listen to me. Well, meanwhile, you haven't spoken up, so how is a manager supposed to listen to you? So I help people create that uh, alignment and move away from that conflict of the gremlins saying, don't talk in the meeting. They'll think that you're being boastful. Your mother told you never to prove how smart you are. It's going to make other people feel bad. So we get past that. And it takes some time. So I work with people over uh, three to four months, typically. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, we, we talked a little bit about the, the media right now and where some of the conversation yeah. is going with women and, uh, you know, uh, proper pay and proper uh, mm-hmm. you know, benefits and things like that. What mm-hmm. can a, uh, a woman do uh, with their career to have some tough conversations with their employer or make the right decisions for their lives to make sure that they're getting equal, uh, equal footing in, in the workplace? Yeah, a, a couple of things. And one is you have to know what you're dealing with. So you have to understand what role you have are, are where how are you contributing and do a little research nowadays with the internet you can find out anything so if you have a role of account manager for a 50 million dollar company for instance you can find out basically what that role should be paying and if you do networking which everyone should be doing 
you might have some idea about what other folks in your sector are earning or making or maybe how they're compensated. Maybe some account managers are on a bonus structure or some are on customer service results or whatever the case may be. So gather some facts. So first thing is gather some facts. The second thing is to identify if your contributions are adding money and value to the company and really take a strong look at that and then write that down. Give yourself a couple of paragraphs of exactly what the contribution is that you're making. Because if you're going to ask for a promotion or a raise, you better understand what the company's value is of you and what you are valuing the company. If you can't figure that out, you can't articulate that, there's no justification for paying you more or for advancing your career. Okay? So that, yeah. yeah. It's all about selling yourself a little bit, right? That's right. And if you're not making a contribution and you think you could do more, that's the conversation before the money and the promotion. Say, you know what? I'm really good at organizing things and I see that perhaps we could organize this something over here. Uh, I'd love to contribute to that. How could I have a role in that. And, you know, I really also want to advance my career here. And I think that might help highlight some of the things I'm really good at. Can I take a shot at that? Sometimes just asking for permission to show up stronger and bigger and to show off, quote unquote, our skills helps us advance that conversation. If you're going to do something like that, you don't ask for money in order to do that. The, the value and the, and the work product has to come before the ask. Excellent. Well, you, you mentioned the importance of networking. Can we talk about that a little bit? What's the best way for people to get yeah. their networking on? <laughs> Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. Uh, every now and then I'll, I'll talk to my clients about, um, okay, this is networking week. Um, everyone's going to reach out to three former colleagues, former bosses, uh, people in a, in a company that you kind of maybe have heard of and you've never really spoken to them. And I want you to pick up the phone. Well, uh, Mo, I'd rather uh, email someone and just let them know that I want to reach out to them. That's exactly why you're not successful at networking, because you are afraid of engaging. So I push my folks to do it afraid. And this is one of my phrases. Um, There is nothing wrong with picking up the phone and calling someone. And so what if they don't return your call? Okay, move on. Um, But I don't know about you, Andy, but if someone calls me who I haven't heard of for a while or who calls me because they respected my work or I made a positive influence in their life and they're reaching out to, to remind me of that and to perhaps kind of just see if I have some thoughts about what they might do next in their career. Doesn't that feel good? I would say in the age of uh, social media and email right now, I think when a, a call like that would be uh, so uh, welcomed and, uh, and, and, and almost unexpected because everybody's on their phones so much, or I'm sorry, yeah. on their smartphones and texting yeah. and emailing. Right. So if you got a call like that, man, you'd feel pretty great. Right. So I always say to my clients, you know, if you got that call, wouldn't it feel great? So why don't you think that if you make that call, why don't you think it's feeling great to that other person? Because that's sometimes what stops us from doing things that we really need to do to empower ourselves is because we're not necessarily thinking through it. We're just thinking of the obstacle. I don't want to make a call. What if they don't answer? What if they don't call me back? I'm going to feel stupid. Like, stop thinking about that. Think instead of what the positive outcome looks and feels like. That's how we overcome obstacles, because we we get past that in our mind. So, 
yeah, pick up the phone and call three people this week. If you're listening to this right now, call three people this week who are ex-bosses, ex-colleagues, someone from another company who you admire, or you've seen them at, a, at an association meeting, just pick up the freaking phone and call them. Excellent. You can find their you can find their telephone number. You know, pinging them on LinkedIn is also kind of a wimpy way out. Call them. Excellent. Well, let, yeah. let's let's talk about that. So, uh, yeah. LinkedIn. Obviously, I, I like where yeah. you're going with the the calls, and I'm going to take that personal challenge myself this week. There you go. I yeah. appreciate that challenge. I love challenges. Uh, and right. I'll, there I'll be you taking go. that on. Uh, awesome. How can people use LinkedIn or other social networking sites to promote what they what they have going on in their career without it being a crutch? Yeah. Well, I think that the most underused piece of LinkedIn is curating articles that speak to you, that speak to what your value system is, that are all about kind of like who you are. So if you're an engineer and you love the idea of teams excelling, post articles in your LinkedIn page on teams excelling and have that as an opportunity to have that be part of your, we call this your brand now. So have that be part of your brand. A LinkedIn page, if it's just all about your accomplishments or your resume, it's just an electronic resume, it gets a little boring. Add some personality. So that's the first easiest, non-threatening way to do it. If you want to notch it up, write your own post. It's so easy. It takes about 10 minutes in LinkedIn to write your own post, pick up a, a photo from somewhere or, or, or not even do that. You don't even need a photo to make a post in LinkedIn make a nice little headline, write three paragraphs about some articles you read or some success you had in your career and how much fun that was and and just reveal yourself a little bit. That's 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 actually a great way to leverage LinkedIn. Excellent. And and yeah. I think it's a great tool too. I've used it a lot. I'm going to, I, again, I, I love these challenges. I'm going to take advantage of all this advice, Mo. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the post idea because it, uh, like you said, opens up who you are, uh, reveals who you're, what you're passionate about. And if you are seeking out a new career or just making connections on LinkedIn, it gives you the opportunity to uh, really have uh, an open conversation with people. So that's good. Yeah. And let's say someone likes that post and you're like, oh, what did you like about it? Or do you have team issues that you're, I mean, you can take it from there, but yeah, just get the get the ball rolling with uh, posting stuff on your LinkedIn profile. It's awesome. Excellent. Well, we're getting we're getting a good role here for uh, for people excelling their careers. Can we talk a little bit about maybe some uh, uh, challenges people might have with a difficult supervisor? You mentioned that if mm. I'm, if I'm working with a, a, my supervisor and, and trying to show my uh, my benefit at the office by demonstrating my value or going above and beyond and taking things on, but Let's just let's assume that the the supervisor is not receptive or not really having you know a good communication style with us. Is, do you have any advice to to break through and have that great mm-hmm. impact, or or am I just destined to try to find a new place to work? Well, uh, I have three thoughts, three practical uh, solutions, and two of them are going to feel not practical, but they're very practical. Um, you know, we live in an energetic universe, and if you work with me, you find out all kinds of wonderful things about how the energetic universe informs not only what we see in our reality, but also everything about money and who actually shows up in our life. So um, actually, I'm going to give you four, four practical things. Okay. So if you have a boss who is resistant to who you are, what your value is, or anything like that, I would say to you, individual person who has this problem, Mm -hmm. 
where are you not honoring your value? Where are you playing small? So do an internal check on you. That's number one, because chances are that boss is mirroring something that you have inside you. That's number one. I know that's called kick-ass coach. (laughs) Number, Number two, when you are about to have a conversation with that person, I want you to send positive energy to that person. And if you want to go a little spiritual, bless them. Tell them from your heart that you love them. Now you might be like, but I don't like, I don't love my boss. You know what? You're a human being. And most human beings feel a sense of love and camaraderie with most other human beings. So look at your boss as a human being and send some good vibe energy their way before you go talk to them. Be in a spirit of beingness, not in your head pissed off. Because if you're in your head pissed off and you go approach that person, that's the energy that you're going to have. And that's not cool. I had a great experience in my workshop just this week with a woman who I suggested she do this on a person who was had a negative uh, relationship with her, she with this woman. Um, and she ignored this person's phone call when she called. And when she went to call her back, she blessed her. And she had a very positive interaction with this woman. It's, it, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Um, so then the, the third thing is to think of the outcome that you really want and think about it actually happening. So you're going to approach your boss about something. Maybe it's about a project that maybe your boss didn't see eye to eye on how you did it or, or whatever. I want you to imagine that conversation going well. Just imagine it going well. Because if we imagine it going poorly, chances are it's going to go poorly. So imagine that conversation going well, having the outcome that you want. And number four, use body language to your benefit. So if your boss leans back in their chair when they're talking to you, I want you to lean back in your chair. If your boss leans forward with, her hands crossed and, you know, thumbs overlapping and like is leaning towards you. I want you to do the same thing. So when we mirror body language, we actually build subconscious rapport. And that really helps make a connection um, with that other person. So those are four very practical, um, although some of them are energetic uh, ways to approach a negative boss. And you know what? Sometimes, Andy, you're right. Sometimes uh, the the tree has been chopped down and it's not, never going to be replanted. But I like your, like your approach to uh, follow those four steps and do your best to make it a best situation for you at work. And yeah, right. if all else fails, you got to do what you got to do, but right. uh, go, go, go at it uh, the best way you can, can, way you can go. Excellent. Right. Okay. Right. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, 
and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's talk about career change. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily need to be a, a bad situation at work. Uh, you could be, have mm-hmm. a fine a fine supervisor and a fine career. It's just you don't have a passion for what you're doing anymore. Uh, do you have any advice for people who just want to make a complete change to a new industry or a different uh, a different way to, to way to go? Yeah, I mean, the first yes, I do, um, and I've worked <laughs> with several people who have who have done this. Um, Sometimes we find ourselves in an uninspiring environment and we draw the conclusion that it must be the career. So again, back to look inside. Um, What is it really that's not thrilling you or drawing passion? Do a little self-reflection. If it's something that you have education in, expertise and experience in, perhaps you've just been in a non-growth pattern for a while and you're just feeling bored and empty and done. It may just be because you've not been growing. So if you, if you've got a bunch of investment in your current career, take an internal look. Is it really time to, to bail out on that? Or is it that you've kind of found yourself lacking growth and haven't stimulated what draw you, drew you to that career? So that's the first thing I would say check that out inside yourself and really take a hard look at it. Um, number two, switching careers is, um, is not for wimps and, um, it, it comes with some risk. So if you really seriously want to change careers, you're going to have to have some financial plan and you're going to have to find some people who can guide and mentor you in that new career. 
uh, I would always say don't do a career change on your own because there may be some issues around, like what I talked about earlier about why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, You may be in denial about some things. Uh, So, you know, get a coach or a mentor who's going to help you. Um, Also, your family may be overcritical or uh, concerned or stop you from it because they think they have your best interest at heart, which is another reason why you'd want to have someone specifically kind of helping you sort through some things and making sense of things because you don't want to jeopardize your family's economic base or, or maybe your career that you've spent so much time building up just because you're in a, in a stuck pattern for a while. Uh, I, I, a a woman comes to mind that I worked with, um, Andy, she was an accountant and had a very thriving career, took time off to raise her kids. And then when she re-entered, went kind of traditional accounting firm route, effectively had three really bad experiences. And she was convinced that she needed to get out of accounting. So I worked with her and we got down to her deep level of who she is and what she wants to do with her career. And when it when she really got in touch with herself and what her experience and her excitement was all about, it was about being an accountant as a, as a business manager, someone to help businesses make decisions and not just standard accounting. Hmm. So we went in the route of helping her find a job that she was able to apply the accounting principles in a business environment instead of just doing accounting in a firm. She ended up at a not-for-profit agency uh, working as a financial manager she reported to the CFO, who they adored each other, and she's still working in this organization right now. Um, she felt valued. She felt smart. She felt that her accounting skills and business acumen was being recognized and valued. And all of a sudden, she's realizing, yeah, I do like accounting. I like making sense of numbers. And so there's not always this bailout. You know, having a cupcake shop is just not... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's not the answer in many, many cases. I found often women I'm working with who are coming for career change, uh, and men actually, um, it's possibly because they're either stalled out or they're afraid of taking the next leap in their career because they see people above them doing things they don't want to do. Oh, to move up to the VP level, I have to be a political animal and I'm not that. So I'm going to change careers. No. So that's there's there's a whole lot to that question, but those are some of the key points I would highlight for someone if they're considering that. No, I think that's a great example too. You you gave. Could you? So we talked a little, or you're talking a little bit about the process that you go through with your clients. Could you walk yeah. us through the typical process if somebody were to come to you, Mo, and say, yeah. "Hey, I need some help." Obviously, everybody's problems are different, or their situations mm-hmm. are different. But what's the yeah. typical process you you walk your clients through? Typical process is, like I said, I, I work with people over a period of time. So I work one-on-one with folks over like a four-month period of time or in my workshop, it's a 12-week uh, process. Um, and, the, you know, scientists tell us that if we're going to make a change, we have to work at it consistently over time, gain momentum of the new stuff that we're learning. So there's um, an element of pure psychology around how we can make changes and, and install new habits. So first process is get to know yourself at a deep level. So I help you understand who you are at the soul level, at the energetic level. Who is that underneath all of that stuff? And that's the first step in in my work. We find out who you are at a deep level. And I take you through some somewhat unconventional processes, but fun. Everyone is delighted in what they find out about themselves. 
Sometimes for people, it's the first time they've seen themselves clearly at that level. And sometimes it can bring real emotion to people. They realize who they really are. And all of a sudden, Andy, when people find that out, certain things in their life now make perfect sense. Hmm. So the dots that we begin to connect with where we've been through our life at this point, now we feel a sense of purposefulness and confidence because we can see who we are by that those exercises and also by looking back at our life. Like when I realized that the part I liked about being an executive was developing people and it went back to my childhood teaching neighborhood kids to ride bikes without training wheels. It's like, yeah. And that's why I picked nursing as my first career also. And that's why I always gravitated toward the people side of managing. So it all made sense. So that's the first thing we do. The second thing we do is we take that and education expertise and and uh, experience and build a future blueprint. And I found, and I talk about this in, in a webinar that I do quite often, I find that most people don't think big enough about where they can go and what they can do. Our creativity gets stunted, our ability to dream gets stunted, our imagination gets stunted as adults. So I help people bring that back to life and imagine something bigger than that they would uh, imagine on their own. So we create a blueprint. And then what I take people through is an elevator pitch, your personal commercial. You can tell someone how awesome you are in one minute. And I take people through that and I expect them to videotape it and stand up in front of a camera and be proud and be happy and be completely aligned with who they are. And let me tell you, the amount of confidence that comes through that exercise alone is more than most people have felt in a long time. And then after we get to that point, usually most people at this point are ready to start seeking out a new job, ask the boss for the promotion, kind of come up with what that blueprint looks like and start taking action on that. But then I work on on mastery. There's three areas of mastery that I found that separated those who succeeded in the corporate world and those who didn't. And the first level of mastery is having mastery over your own mind. Your own mind, your own emotions. If you're not in charge of that, someone else is. And usually if you're burnt out or frustrated in your job, it's because the environment or your boss or your coworkers are in control of your mind and you've been reactionary for years. So I want to teach you how to master your own mind. So that's another thing I do. The next thing is we nail presentation techniques. I want everyone to understand how to own the room. You don't have to be a salesperson. You don't have to be an extrovert to do good presentations and to be able to influence people. The number one thing that stops people from progressing in their careers is they think they have to be perfect at their job, at their task, and what they have to be better at if they want to advance their career is influencing people. If you can get better at influencing people, you'll advance your career. The heck with the perfection on the tasks. If you're good enough, then progress on influencing people. So I, 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 I teach presentation mastery. And then I get into time mastery. Another reason why people don't advance is because their life becomes a, a, a time drain. And they haven't spent time on themselves. They haven't thought about where they're going. And they don't invest time in developing themselves, creating a strategy. They don't spend time networking. So they've done nothing to grow the tree. And they're wondering why the tree feels like it's falling down. So time mastery, lining up how you're spending your time with what you want in life. 
So once we get that, then we create an action plan for your 12 months. And as I'm working with people, usually at about this point, they are interviewing and I'm helping coach them through applying all those techniques as they're interviewing, as they're showing up, as they're expressing their soul personality in the interview, being strong, being authentic, having that one minute personal commercial come out. Um, they're on fire. They land a job. And oftentimes I'm also then helping them negotiate their offer letters um, and just kind of think through, um, you know, kind of the final steps there. Wow. So, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of the work I do and the process I go through with, um, everyone. Excellent. So it's, uh, building confidence, becoming a more influential person, uh, mm-hmm. inspiring yourself and then landing mm-hmm. the dream job and obviously, obviously making sure that the, the offer and everything is solidified. So it sounds like a, a great, a great partnership. Um, yeah. Thanks for walking us through that. So you mentioned yeah. inspiration for you and then the ability to influence people. Do you, obviously working with you would be fantastic. Do you have any different resources that influence you in your journey and helping to, uh, d- to develop people or, or, or resources that might help people as they're, they're growing their career? Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, I was one of these people who was very um, drawn toward personal development mm-hmm. right out of college. Tony Robbins was my go-to guy when I was 22 years old, and he was just basically starting as the personal development guru on infomercials. And uh, I bought his personal power tape sets for $99, mm-hmm. and it was like breaking the bank. I'm like, boy, this better work. <laughs> So I got on the path with with Tony Robbins, and then I got kind of got more into spiritual stuff. Deepak Chopra, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, who bless his soul, uh, passed a couple of years ago. Um, I combined all of that finally in my career, Andy, in in very practical ways. So one of the things I also find with a lot of folks who have explored this personal development person, this spiritual that law of attraction, why is it not working for me? I combine all of the things that I've studied and learned all my, all my adult life into very practical aspects. So those are my, those are my three kind of like go-to folks, uh, Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer. Uh, I had a Hay House radio show at the end of 2015. So I was, um, able to kind of like walk in the footsteps, so to speak of Wayne Dyer a little bit. Um, Hay House is one of the, it, I think it's actually the largest, personal and spiritual development publishing company in the world. Hmm. And uh, that's where a lot of Wayne Dyer's um, works are, are still published to this day, even though he's no longer on the physical world with us. Um, but those are, those are, that was, that was actually my path. My path was my own spiritual awakening combined with how that informed my career success. And now that's what I pull together in my coaching. Excellent. Well, those sound like some great influential folks. Uh, and, and I think we're getting close to our, our time here. I just wanted to, uh, thank you very much for the time we've spent together and this, great, yeah. this great advice that people can take and, uh, the challenges that I will personally take on myself this week. Thank you very much. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, what's the best route for people to connect with you, Mo? Well, the best way is to pop over to my website, which is mofall.com, M-O-F-A-U-L.com. Um, I run a regular uh, webinar, uh, five shifts to bringing your soul to work. So there's a lot of great tidbits in there. Some of the stuff we talked about today. Um, and you know what people who are serious about taking things to the next level, I offer a free clarity call. You can book that on my website. Um, and you know, it's a, it's a chance to kind of like do a little meet and greet and decide if what's in your way and what's stopping you in your career is the stuff that I do. And if that's the case, we explore options to do that. Uh, I've helped hundreds uh, of folks 
make changes in their career and in their own personal life uh, that they never thought they were possible. So um, you'll see all that energy on my website. And uh, Andy, it's been fun getting to know you and your work. And I'm interested to check out more of it and maybe send some of my folks over your way as well. Um, I don't talk about money issues um, specifically in the work I do as a career coach, but it comes up all the time. And I do help folks negotiate offers and raises and promotions and things like that. So um, I'm going to look forward to continuing to work with you and, and know your great work as well. No, thanks so much, Mo. I appreciate that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Sounds you good. Have a great one. You too, Andy. Thanks right. for your time. Bye-bye. I don't know about you, but that is the type of motivation I needed before heading into work this week. I love that uh, one of Mo's inspirational figures is Tony Robbins. I'm a big Tony fan. In fact, I just grabbed his book. Actually, my, my dad just bought me the book, Unshakable. And I'm looking forward to diving into that and in, diving into that uh, this week. Uh, Tony's brand of uh, no nonsense life coaching advice has a way of totally spurring action, and I hear that same sense of action and empowerment coming through Mo's words today. I decided to take Mo up on three of her challenges. Number one, I'm going to make three networking-based phone calls this week, where I would have otherwise just emailed the people. <laughs> this will allow me to give an unexpected compliment to people who have influenced my career, and it'll help me improve my confidence overall. Number two, I'm going to share an industry-based article on LinkedIn this week to encourage some conversation and engagement in my social network. And then going forward, uh, this is something I will do at least once a week. And then number three, I've been honing my writing skills on my website, marriagekidsandmoney.com. I'm going to take that skill and apply it to my first LinkedIn post. I'm thinking a nice work-life balance article would be quite apropos. Completing these challenges that Mo gave me uh, and having them become habit going forward is going to help me grow my network and improve my career overall. Let me know if you're in for this career-enhancing challenge as well. Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 23 and leave me a comment and say, I'm in, Andy. On that same link, you will find some information about Mo's coaching services. She offers a free clarity call, as she mentioned uh, in our discussion. And you can uh, get with her to discuss your hopes and dreams for your career. Tell her, Andy from Marriage Kids Money sent you. <laughs> if you have a question for me or a topic you think I should cover on the show going forward, please shoot me an email at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. I would really love to hear from you. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from author Alice Walker. The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Your best career is in your hands, everyone. Carpe diem. <laughs> <laughs>